podcast. You, you, I only heard podcast. Perfect. Everything else sounded like a robot. Can you hear me oh. now? Is it good now? Uh, it keep better? talking, keep talking, keep check, talking. Check, check. Hello, am I good? Give me Is a monologue, monologue. Monologue? Villainous right. monologue, go. Recently, Bring the Shane has been on a tirade through his refrigerator, putting all sorts of leftovers in tortillas. Nice, so yeah, that sounded good. Cool. <laughs> I, uh, I had tacos <laughs> for dinner, so that's kind of the same. It's Taco Tuesday. It is Taco Tuesday. Nice. I pretty much. Stay on I, I mean, if I, I all my tacos just become burritos because it's just the best way to put taco food in your mouth is just wrapping it in a burrito. Convenient. Well, I guess if you're doing soft shell, if you're doing hard shell, hard shell burrito. I <laughs> I don't know. If that's a thing. That sounds awful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so crunchy. I feel like it would rip your gums. I like a, a crispy burrito, though. Right, like, yeah, yeah. I, I always toast it up in the pan. I mean, I guess like a crunch wrap from Taco Bell, it has like a That's hard... That's a tostada? Yeah, but it still has like a hard <laughs> shell inside. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So recently I made like a cheeseburger burrito. Nice, what was in it? I've actually... um. Have you have you had that at Olga's before? No. They do that at Olga's. How was it? Mm. It could have been better, but it was good. It was the better of the two that I made. <laughs> uh, it was uh, a hamburger and that I like cut in half. Yeah, cut it in half and like put it in there with cheese and. Uh, I think that might have been it. No, there, you there put, had like, to have been like, other shit. Sauce or anything? There you had know? to have been other shit. I don't remember. There was other stuff, like, though. That's good. That would have been a really, a really dry burrito. Yeah, no, I remember. We had made these, like, fajita-style vegetables. Okay, okay. Ooh, so like it, it was, like, serrano peppers and green peppers and red peppers and onions with, like, some crazy seasoning. Nice. Um so it was like some of that stuff, and then I think I might have put a little sriracha on it, but that was it. And I cheese, and I rolled it up, and it was, it was pretty good. So the next thing was basically rinse and repeat, except instead of a burger, I used uh, mild Italian sausage Ooh. that I like cut up into bits. Not as good. For sure. What kind of not, what kind of tortillas are you using? Just flour? Yeah. Are you a flour but, or a corn kind of tortilla guy? Uh, it depends, right? Because, like, when you're rolling these big-ass burritos... Right, you can't really do corn. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, a lot easier with a flour tortilla. But well, like, when it comes choice, to, like... like... If you were at, like, a restaurant, and they're like, oh, do you want flour or uh, corn? Where are you going with this? Uh, I usually land on corn. Like, Same. especially just especially if I'm getting, like, a hard shell. Yeah, I don't... It's just so much better. They are very annoying to like actually like grill and cook and at home though like corn tortillas because they just i don't know if i just do them wrong but they just fall apart every time i do them um yeah i've never made them at home well and like hard shell tacos that come in a box but right yeah, yeah. I'm not, hello I'm not mr gorilla more, dude more on a pita kick lately being pita. I, just, hey, I mean, if if it rolls, I'll I'll give it a go. I've had like <laughs> a pita, chicken finger pita, like homemade chicken finger pita, like for the last like three out of seven days, just because it's easy. Yeah. Just They're it's so good too. Real chicken, cut it up, barbecue sauce. I mean, not barbecue, buffalo sauce. I guess you could do barbecue sauce. 
Buffalo yeah. sauce, some ranch. They're lettuce, so good. Tomato. Jeez, so good. Olga's is a regional thing. I did not know that. I thought everyone had Olga's. Nice. <laughs> yeah, all right. Very high energy today on the podcast for both of us. Yeah, nailing it. <laughs> nailing it. High, 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 high energy. High, high, high. I feel high, like high. I have so much to talk about, I but know. very little of it is related to the podcast. There's not really much. Yeah, okay. Let's just get into it. Uh, we'll start the podcast. Um, I, I need more energy. <laughs> Give me a second. Take a drink of water. Uh, pump it, pump it, pump it up. Pump it up. All right. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to Ruining Movies, your podcast, well it's our podcast, it's all of our podcasts, it's not just your podcast, it's my podcast, it's Shane's podcast, it's the world's yeah. podcast, the people's podcast, mm-hmm. you heard it here, we're the people's podcast, um, but welcome to Ruining Movies, the podcast in which we, Shane, Zach, he's Shane, I'm Zach, Ruin That's the movie. movies I'm with Shane. the help of you, you wonderful audience, by rewriting the movie of the week. This week we're doing the Muppet movie, the 1979 Muppet movie, uh, by rewriting it in a different genre and then making it a prequel, sequel, or remake. That happens at the end of the episode. But before we get into the Muppet show, we need to talk about the news. What's going on? Movie news, TV news, pop culture, all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah. But before we do that, what, what have you been watching? And Chad, I'm going to throw this out to you guys too. What have you guys been watching? Anything good out there? Before I talk about what I've been watching, because it's going to be big news, I have a a dirty secret. Okay. I'm I'm so not excited for the end of this episode. (laughs) Oh, did you not like it? I really like the movie. And, like, that's my issue with the last part of this episode. Like, I don't rewrite it. Remaking this movie is going to be particularly difficult, I think, over all the other ones that we've done. The, the good thing is the Muppets have done so many different types of movies that we will have a guideline. Hopefully. True. As long as it's not, like, horror. Then we're going to have a problem. <laughs> we'll figure <Yeah>. it out. <laughs> um, um, so, on to what I've been watching. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll start with, I just, I started to stream late because I finished episode five of uh, the new Love Death Robots. Okay, yeah. But, uh, uh, I'm trying to let me get a that list. That was the tall grass. Oh, that one was so good. Uh, which I didn't look into it or anything, but if I had to guess, it's based off of the book slash short story. Yeah, uh, which was written by the son of Stephen King, whose name escapes me. Joe King. Joe King. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow, it was. Man, it was I good. I knew that. <laughs> it, uh, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Everything I've seen so far has been cool. The first. Seen the first, I think that's the fifth one, so I've seen five of them. Oh, wait, no, okay, one second. I, Stephen King's son is Joe Hill. Yeah, they both have multiple names. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, he's Joe Hill, though. Yeah, I think he removed the king just because, you know, like, you don't want yeah. to write with your, but I mean, he wrote Nosferatu and stuff. Yeah. yeah, even though Nosferatu is pretty cool. It, it's an interesting story, the tall grass. It's it's yeah. really uh, cool stuff. Yeah. And so far, everything I've seen of this show, I mean, I've seen the the first saga, if you will, yeah, um, a few times, and and they're just great. And yeah. these yeah. have been very good. The show is is as advertised. <laughs> there is love, death, and robots. I think uh, Ghost Hand. Is... Who uh, says in chat? I watched the new volume of Love, Death, Robots. It was okay. Didn't reach the heights of its the first season, 
Uh, I would totally agree with that. I wa- I watched them all in one night. Uh, I saw it was on. Uh, they were like like six twelve minute uh episodes, so I just powered through them. Um, they were all good. They were all good. I'll give them that. But um, yeah, I just I didn't. I don't think they're as good as the first season. I, I, think, I mean, I, I agree I'm only that. five episodes in, and and I can agree with that. So yeah. Um, they're well, so. Uh, have you seen Pop Squad yet? That's probably one of my favorite. The one mm-hmm. that one was yeah. good. Um, the tall that grass, one had. Really uh, I'm pretty sure Pop Squad had Nathan Drake in it. Yeah. Um. Uh, Troy yeah, Baker. That, yeah, that guy that voices like everything. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cool, dude. We yeah. talked about him before. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nolan North. Okay, Nolan North. Nolan North is also up there, like with Troy Baker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think that's just general consensus, 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 wow, word. Um, I think that's how generally most people feel about this second season, um, is it's good. I enjoyed, I didn't not enjoy watching them, but like the first season was so good. Um, so in the first season, first of all, there was like more episodes and there was yeah. like shorter episodes throughout that were like kind of funny. Yeah, and lighthearted. This one seems like it's about to just be eight like intense yeah, rides, it, it, which yeah. is cool. I yeah. like intense rides, like roller coasters and stuff. But uh, yeah. I, I would have liked to have had maybe like a couple short, funny things peppered in there. There's one that's kind of funny called "All Through the House." I don't know if you. That's the next one I, I get. Yeah, to watch. that one's short and one that's funny, but it's, it's also like kind of minutes, intense. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's um, what I looked for in my love, death, and robots. Yeah, I, I like the idea of anthologies too. Ghost and I, I'm all mm-hmm. for anthologies. Always will push for them more. Um, be, like they're just great. It shows off artists and uh, other directors. Um, I don't, I don't know if I don't want to say they're suffering from this love, death, and robots, but it seems like they're going for a more like a broader audience with yeah this season. It seemed like last season, like there was very like niche and specific episodes like i'm thinking of the zima blue one uh the zima blue one was like very artistic very philosophical um and we don't really get anything like that in this season and yeah, a lot of the art style is kind of the sim the same that's why i really like the tall grass because it had the most unique art style mm-hmm. but i still think it's worth a watch i still think all the episodes are worth a watch i just it, it, i don't know I, sometimes it happens with like it happened with Black Mirror too. Like when you kind of are this independent hit, um, and then you get a, like a lot of people watching you, looking at you, and people want more. Um, I don't. It always becomes like more like broad. Like they're trying to reach out to a larger audience with it, and it just things become a little bit watered down. Sure. But anyway, it's still still worth still worth. Yeah. No, I, I've been enjoying it so far. I'm definitely gonna finish it. Um, do you have any idea like how they make? this show do they just like reach out to a bunch of artists or do they take like like competition or so i actually did a bunch of research on that show specific specifically because i was wondering that because i was kind of so curious yeah i watched it all and i was like okay what happened here did they get a bigger budget um because it I makes me find think of anything some... i couldn't find anything about it <laughs> like there was, okay there was, it's kind of like a mystery because if you ever watched like off the air, oh, I don't think so. It's adult Adult Swim. Uh, I I'm almost certain you have. Uh, Maybe I've I've watched a lot of I'm Adult. Pretty Swim, sure so. that's what it's called. 
Yeah, yeah. They had like liquid, animals, dreams, colors, oh, okay. space, those yeah, yeah, YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah, yeah. Because like, this, in a way, Love, Death, Robots reminds me of that because they're both anthologies. And I always had the same questions about off the air like is this stuff that like people just send in or do they like reach out to people or do is there like a cage match cage match. so specifically <laughs> i know like if we're talking about like the abc's of death which is another anthology um a horror anthology they like went around the world and found 27 different directors for that and then like pretty much just gave them a budget and was like do whatever the hell you want so I, I know, like, a lot of anthologies are like that. I know Black Mirror is probably a little bit tighter with that. Like, they do get different directors for each, mm-hmm. each thing. But I, I don't know. I, I, like, actually spent some time looking up, like, Death Love Robots. Like, how Love Death Robots. I keep mixing up Love Death and Robots, mixing up those three words. Um, I couldn't really find too much about, like, their process, which really interests me. I would love to know their process. Like, do I'm they mysterious. take pitches? Um, do they know people? Because like we like we got some big like actors in some of these. Yeah, and even in the first season, there was uh, um people that I recognized. Um, the uh, the one there's a what, I can't remember her name. Uh, well, yes, <laughs> yeah, Eric <laughs> Foreman. Um, yeah, yeah. Fucking, I can't remember his. Uh, it starts with a T. Topher Grace. Topher Grace. That's um, what, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's him same person. And this other person uh, who was in Orange is the New Black, whose name I can't remember. Please stand by. Yeah. Well, I know uh, Michael B. Jordan pops up in one of the. I you haven't seen it yet because it's towards the end. But like oh, Michael cool. B. Jordan isn't like not a like cheap actor to get. Right. Yeah. That <laughs> dude's he's, like he's... the Dave Batista. Like is like Dave Batista <laughs> right now. <laughs> like he's, he's in been, everything. He's been my recommendation for like three recastings on this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> oh no. Oh, uh, Samira Wiley. Yeah, Life Hutch. Uh, I don't think I. Know. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, I think I know who that's. She was in the first season. She was in The Handmaid's Tale and Orange Is the New Black, Love Death yeah. Robots. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I I would love to know how they do this. Like, yeah, um, I was like, just so curious. And now that you mention it, I'm curious yeah. about like other anthology series too. Like even uh, the ABCs of Death. Like, did they seek out specific actors, or were they just like going to places and looking for the best one for what they were looking for? So I know also some anthologies, like I think ABCs of Death or maybe VHS did this, where like they'll like put out an open casting or open thing, being like, "We're doing an anthology series. Uh, this is the premise. Pitch, pitch your ideas to us." Okay. And I'll take it. Um, so a, a little bit of the background of Love, Death, and Robots is it is by Blur Studio. Like, that's who produces it. Um, okay. And that is Tim Miller's studio. Um, Tim Miller, director of Deadpool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see. I was just... I was yeah, about... I, I, I should describe. <laughs> Tim Miller's, like, a, a pretty big name. He, um... Uh, not, not really. Like, Deadpool, Terminator, Dark Fate. Um... <laughs> I guess I Sonic the Hedgehog. Why did I think Tim Miller did more than this? Yeah, he's got some real bangers out there. (laughs) Sonic. (laughs) Sonic. Oh, it's Tim Miller and TJ Miller. I think he's (laughs) TJ Miller. I don't know. I thought he was gonna. I I. uh, Why did I think Tim Miller was bigger than he was? Is I don't know. 
Maybe his Deadpool was such a smashing hit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm babbling on. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. But that is generally anthologies. Like, I've even seen it when I was in school. Like, people are doing anthologies, and you would pitch your idea to them. Like, they'd be like, we're doing a horror anthology. Every uh, letter is going to be a horror film. We're looking for directors. Boom, pitch your idea. You With the pitch, you put your, like, synopsis. You put, like what kind of cast you need, and you probably put your budget, too, being like, hey, this is how much we can film this with, and then you're selected, and then you can make whatever the hell you want. Well, it has to, you have to make what you say you're going to make. Right. Um, which I feel like that's how Death Love Robots has to go, unless, like, Tim Miller is just sitting there um, being like, I want that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, and they have, like, <laughs> pre-selected, which could be... Um, they did uh, Halo cutscenes, Blurred Studios did? I did not know Whoa. that. That's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, yeah, the animation, that's one thing you cannot take away from. No. Like the, I wouldn't dare. Like the Love Death Robots um, animation style is so beautiful. I love the tall grass just because of the animation style. It's so nice. Um, also, like, the, the one with the brothers, it wasn't my favorite story-wise, but that animation also really, I really enjoy. one with the brothers, Ice? Yeah, the one with the whales. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I, like, I that like one that was one visually, beauti- visually beautiful. Um, yeah, so, it's good. Okay. Watch it, it's not as good as the first. But um, Pop right. Squad, I, I actually really enjoyed Pop Squad. Pop Squad was, was fucking insane. That one was like, good. I like me some Yeah, I, I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, it's a good ending. I I love the, you know, your yeah. classic. <laughs> yeah. No, Actually, no hero uh, ending. Exactly. Um, so these are my favorites before we move on. Uh, Pop Squad, The Tall Grass, All Through the House, which is the next one you're going to go watch. And then the last one, The Down to Giant, which has been getting like... I've seen a mixture of responses to it, but those are my were my four favorites. So I'm excited okay. to watch the next couple. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to knock them out because I I feel like I was a lot more on my game with the first release, and now right. this one came out, and I've been kind of watching some right. other things, which brings me to my yeah. next point. What else have you been watching? <laughs> I finished Invincible. <laughs> oh, you finished it! Hell yeah! Dude, that t- uh, talk to me. How how did you like it? What about the finale? What's going it, on? It was so good. I it's I so liked good. it a lot. Um, so good. Mark is a really cool main character. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Um. The the bad guy is super fucking bad. Like incredibly, Jakey Simmons like, is killing it. Yeah, uh, as Omni Man, like, oh my god! Also, spoilers mm-hmm. check. <laughs> um, oh yeah, big time. Spoilers. But I mean, I guess it, like after like halfway through the season, you kind of realize, like, well, actually, you know, after the first episode, pretty much. Omni-Man's yeah, it, and uh, his monologue was just insane. Yeah, uh, Mark definitely is not living up to his name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he hasn't died yet, so he's That's invincible true. that way. But he's he's gotten he's, close a couple times. He is so far invulnerable. Yeah, right? Or is invulnerable? No. What? Let me let me just really quick. Well, invulnerable means you can't take damage. He definitely takes okay. damage. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he takes the shit out of. Invincible some means you can't die. Too powerful to be defeated or overcome. 
Yeah, no, he gets <laughs> gets ass kicked <laughs> most episodes. Dude, which I do like that about the show is like he gets his ass handed mm-hmm. to him most episodes. And I love how they present like the very real learning curve of becoming a superhero. Yeah, like absolutely. the first thing that he does is get the shit kicked out of him and then almost murder a person accidentally. Oh dude, oh yeah. Um, the gore is so insane too. Yeah, dude. and literally the next day I was thinking about the part where uh well, it's big spoilers ahead, everybody, because yeah. that's what this show's all about. Yeah. <laughs> Omni-Man is teaching Mark a lesson. Is it the train? Yeah. Dude, that scene is haunts me. Yeah. God. That was crazy. That was fucking insane. And right. then, like, when he throws him through the building, it just, like, it just keeps going crazier. And, and I, oh, man, it was wild. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, just wild. The, the Mark part that really cements... Now. Omni-Man is such a terrifying villain. Like, he, all the way throughout the show, he is absolutely terrifying. Um, Is the scene where Mark tries to save the pilot, and Omni-Man is just, like, lecturing Mark about, like, what, why did you even try, and just, like, snaps the guy's head off, just pops mm-hmm. him. Like, that is so disturbing. And then holding, like, using Mark to kill civilians, like, in a train is honestly a th- image, a scene that is probably never going to leave my brain. No, it was insane. Like, seeing that shit was fucking bananas. Like, I was actually, like, terrified. Like, that, terrified. Absolutely terrified that last episode. Like, that last episode, like, made me afraid of superheroes. (laughs) Yeah. More so than before. Like, obviously superheroes aren't real, but my god would it suck to live in that world. Right, holy shit. Like, you think of Marvel and DC, and it's like, oh, cool, man, I like, ah, that's fine, like, there's collateral damage, and then Invincible's like... (laughs) Yeah, no, you'll just die if you're just a normal person. Yeah, and it's like, I know, like, years ago, during the meteoric climb of the MCU, Yeah, right, I would find myself being like, look at all those people just getting eviscerated. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just dead. In the same way that I watched, like, Kong versus Godzilla, I was just like, there goes Hong Kong. Like, that's basically how I took some of the early MCU movies, which was cool because they kind of did something with it, but this show took it to a fucking whole new level. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it really took it lets even you further know. Than the boys. Yeah, yeah. Like, where the fuck is the actual government during all of this? Yeah. Well, Cecil's there trying to do stuff, but <laughs> what can well, he do? Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know, man. That, the, oh, gosh. I'm so excited for I am too. excited for more. Yeah, um, Ghostan says the scene is not in the comics. Uh, that scene was not in the comics. It's brand new for the well, show. Interesting. I wonder. I'm gonna have to read. I I heard the shit comics. Is I heard printed on me forever. Yeah, I heard the comics are like on Amazon. You can read for free. So I'm, I might. I'm probably gonna do that because I I want to see, um, the differences. But also at the same time, like I don't know if I want to be spoiled on what's gonna happen. The show's so good. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. my my prediction right now is that uh, you know, Omni Man's gonna come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good prediction. <laughs> it's on tape, everybody. It's set in stone. Hell yeah. Um. um yeah. Yeah. It, it it was very good. Oh uh, yeah. Good. Um. Okay. Did you uh, watch anything else? Um. I guess that's a I lot. Mean, like all of Invincible is a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, and honestly, that shit, I needed to just like sit down for a little bit right. after after watching that, just like decompress for a I while. Think what I watched after I I watched like the Harley Quinn show after I watched that, even which was even more guts and stuff. I, I was like, I watched like videos of puppies. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't remember what I watched. Um, there was uh, uh. Uh, yeah, no, no, that, I think that about covers it. Okay. I watched um, the Muppets movie, which yeah. I'm super hyped to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I watched the Muppet movie early, uh, on in the week. And then, uh, obviously that was too wholesome for me. So I watched, uh, I finished the outsider, which is on HBO max, which is the Stephen King, uh, show. Mm-hmm. It was good. Mm-hmm. It's one season. If you liked, um, true detective, I, it felt like a lesser true detective, which led ah, me into right. then watching. All of True Detective season three, <laughs> nice. Which I've heard phenomenal reviews. I really from, liked mostly. it. So obviously, True Detective season one is True Detective season one. It deserves to hold that like high spot in like one of the greatest seasons of TV ever. Yeah, time is a circle. Exactly. Um, season three wasn't that as good as season one, but it was still pretty. Uh, phenomenal. I I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Um, they kind of pulled right. from this kind of same same story like narrative devices as season one, kind of like time yeah. and stuff, which I liked. I liked the timelines and stuff and kind of um playing through cases like that. Um, I really also, enjoyed it. Yeah, Mahershala Ali is Blade, and he fucking kills it. He's so good <laughs> I, at it. I've heard that he is phenomenal. Honestly, I recommend it. If you liked uh, season one, you'll like this season. I never watched season two. Well, I watched an episode of season two, and I just could not get into it. I might try to get back into it just because I, like, I'm kind of like True Detective's rules. But I've, I just never really heard good things about season two of it. Did you watch season two at all? Nope. I And from everyone I know that has, they just... Didn't really give it that great of a review. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, also, I'd give it a go. <laughs> yeah, I, I might just watch it because I don't know what to watch right now. Um, uh, but also, shout out to uh, Stefan Dorf. I, he was, like, um, co-star. Like, kind of, um, you know, uh, kind of like um, Woody Harrelson to Matthew McConaughey. In season okay. one, you know, like that yeah. kind of connection. Um, he also was fantastic in it. I'm trying to like look what nice. he was in. Like, if you see him, you probably like know um, who he is. He was actually in the original Blade. What? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, but he killed it too. I mean, everyone killed it. Um, it was really good. It was really good. I really, really liked it. I, I recognize this. Yeah, like you'll see his face. Yeah. You'll be like, I know that guy, but you're like, you don't know where. <laughs> like that's where I'm at right now. Really quick, fella. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Super good. Oh yeah, he was in the deputy. Oh, well, which I've, I've never yeah. watched, but uh, <laughs> I I have seen it on in my home many times, and yeah. uh, he's the sheriff. That's oh, where I know him from, right off. Risk. Right. Okay. That's probably where I know him from too. Is like that face, just like I I know that mm-hmm. face, Leatherface. Uh, the movie, okay. Cool, he was a uh, Deacon cool. Frost and Blade. I don't remember who that is. Deacon Frost. <laughs> that just sounds like a Blade name. 
Um, <laughs> uh oh, he was in a movie called Heat Stroke. I'm just gonna get past that one. Is that a good movie? I don't know. I have never heard of it. Um, uh, it sounded but, like a triple X movie. Yeah, honestly, it did. <laughs> uh, Ray Fisher was also in a uh, season three, um, which was nice to see him actually be like have a competently written character other than the original Justice League as him as Cyborg. Wait, I'm sorry. What I wasn't listening. Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg in Justice League. Okay. I was in it, and he actually like had like good dialogue and a good story in it compared oh, to the nice. original Justice League. Um, I haven't seen the new one, so I can't comment on if he actually is a better, better role than the new Zack Snyder cut. But I remember seeing the first Justice League, and he was just kind of like there, which he didn't really get much um, time. Hmm. Steven Dorff was also in The Iceman. Is that the one about the mafia guy? Yeah. John not the, not the X-Men character? Yeah. <laughs> Kuklinski, I think is the name of Yeah, John it's Kuklinski. like Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool guy. Well, uh, I'm trying to think. What else did I watch? Um, I watched the Muppet show, like ap- actual episodes uh, after nice. the mo- uh, I watched the Alice Cooper one, the Vincent Price one, and the Elton John one, and they all still rule 100%. Oh, yeah. And, and seeing Alice Cooper, well, seeing all three of them as young, like people, all the, Vincent <laughs> Price wasn't even that young, I don't even think. <laughs> Vincent Price never looked young. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> He like look like he always crawled out of a crypt, which is cool. Um, but like seeing like a young Alice Cooper was so nuts. Um, yeah, so I should funny. watch those. Really, they are the Muppet Show. Like actual like show shows are really funny. Um, and like the guests they have on there are like awesome. And we'll talk about the cameos in the Muppet movie when we talk about the Muppet movie. But Perfect. like Steve Martin has an episode. Uh, Elton John. Elton John was the episode I watched a lot as a kid, which makes sense for my music taste i love elton john um nice and yeah um I, i'm trying to think i like I, I consumed a lot of media this last week because i have not been feeling good i just don't know what i i, I guess watching all of true detective season three was a lot of media <laughs> that is like eight hours i'm i these are all like an hour long um yeah all right okay cool let's let's transition into the future. We talked about the present, the future. I don't know. That was a bad segue. Uh, let's talk about the news. What's go- Do you want to talk about TV or movies first? Chat, you guys got any news you want to talk about? Throw us it out in chat. I got a couple things written down. Um. Well, I'll just pick movies because I have nothing written down. Okay. I, I got nothing. All right. Let me... Uh, my <laughs> I feel like I've been... Uh, it's been a kind of slow, slowish week um, with movies. I um, knew it. I thought so. That's why yeah. I'm not. Uh... Well, to start off, yeah. um, uh, we have Charles Grodin passed away today. Oh, which, no. Yeah, which is kind of weirdly connects to this episode because he was like the main character in the second Muppets movie. Um, Charles Grodin, for those who don't know, incredibly famous actor. <laughs> Um, Midnight Run, King Kong, The Heartbreak Kid, and not like the Jack Black King Kong, <laughs> like the 1976 King Kong, uh, the Beethoven movies, which I don't don't really match up to the rest of what he's done. Um, but he passed away, so R.I.P. Nice. Great, and he, he like he's in uh the Great Muppet Caper, which is the second Muppet movie. It's also really funny. Um, oh. Okay, so this news, that sounded way too exciting after we just talked about someone. High uh, energy. High energy. So I kind of called it last week, 
where I said the next person to they were going to announce for Knives Out 2 was going to be an, a very famous actress. Oh. And they announced Catherine Hahn, which okay. is Agatha from WandaVision. Oh, <laughs> like nice. The day after that episode. So Naturally. now we have Dave Bautista, uh, Daniel Craig. Um, oh, God, who else? Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Um, who was that person we were really excited for? Dave Bautista. No. <laughs> um, Invincible Hulk actor. Oh, uh, Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Thank you. Um, that's a, such a big cast. Such a, like, a, for a Netflix yeah. movie. Like, that is such a big A-list cast for a Netflix. Two Netflix films. Okay. I don't know if they're all going to be in the same film. Got like, Janelle Monet. and Oh, Leslie yes, they also Odom got Janelle Jr. Monet. Which is, yeah, those two are awesome. Janelle, Janelle, Janelle Monet. God, I cannot speak today. Um, She is fantastic. Also a great musician. Also Leslie Odom Jr. Yep, I saw that today. That movie is stacked. From Hamilton? Man, they're just raking them in. Like, literally, I don't know. Holy. Like, everyone's going to be in that movie by the end of this fucking summer. <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr. is about to have, like, a solid year. I, yeah. By the looks of things. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in a couple of things coming up. Yeah, he's got some things up and coming, and, you know. Good, yeah. for, good for him. Like, I don't think we're going to get any more, like, Knives Out, like, um, anything else from Knives Out, like, probably for a couple months, other than, like, they're just going to keep announcing. You thought. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess, like, I can't think of, like, who else that, like, they would bring in right now, but, like, I feel like we're going to get some crazy person, like. I mean, the like... first one was stacked, too, though. The first one was stacked. You are, you're not wrong. Like, every, like, every character in that movie was like uh acted someone, someone very by famous someone, yeah by <laughs> someone very famous um Let's see who, who do we have here in the first knives out daniel craig chris evans anna de armez jamie lee curtis michael shannon don johnson tony collette lakeith stanfield <laughs> christopher Plummer. these like it just the list goes on and on Ricky Catherine langford yeah um oh my god what the hell frank oz was in knives out okay that's another connection frank oz is one of the directors of the muppets movie <laughs> so did you pick the muppets because uh um because daniel plainview and uh bloom are are both master puppeteers Obviously, that's why um, they're both Muppets. <laughs> it's actually because I think Fozzie Bear is a psychopath. <laughs> Kidding, I love Fozzie. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, those movies, I'm so, I, I, I don't know if we can, like, even talk more about them. Like, they're going to be great. Like, the Knives Out, well, I don't know if they're going to be great, but, like, I'm pretty they better excited. be great if you have that many great actors and actresses in it. And you're being paid that much from Netflix. That better be good. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited. I really enjoyed the first one, so... I know Rian Johnson is kind of a controversial director with the Star Wars films. Not seen them, I don't think. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean... Uh, but, like, okay, I guess he's not even that controversial, because, like, 
The Last Jedi was the only one people really don't like, but he also did, like, Looper. Right. Like and he, Knives Out. The thing about the whole Star Wars thing is, uh, yeah. I think the Star Wars community is going to be divided on everything, each trilogy <laughs> and yeah. every piece of Star Wars media. <laughs> like... Probably forever. Is, true. is there and... is there a more de- decisive, divisive, divisive like group of people, <laughs> like the Star Wars community? I feel like it's always a fifty-fifty hate circle. Yeah, I, you're either a Sith or a Jedi, right? Like... Right. There is no absolute. You're right. There are no absolutes. Unless you're, yeah, you, you're fucking. Unless you're only a, a Sith fan. deals in absolutes. And That's every... an absolute. That is yes. <laughs> Um, um, anyway, uh, I don't want to throw too much shade at sure. Ryan Johnson. Is it Ryan or Ryan? I think it just, it's Ryan. It's R-I-A-N. That's the only reason I'm calling it Ryan. Yeah, I think it's Ryan. Okay, okay. But I'm anyway. I apologize. I don't want to throw too much shade at him because, like, yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of the newest Star right. Wars. But, like, you know, uh, the whole... Like his whole career isn't defined by the, right, the exactly. Star Wars like trilogy exactly. or whatever. Um, In the same way that George Lucas's career wasn't totally defined by Star Wars, like he did, he did Indiana Jones and American Graffiti and American Graffiti. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Um, I actually, Ghost Hand makes a good point. People barely remember uh, him. All the hatred is focused on the product itself, which is good. That's true, and Kathleen Kennedy. People really do not like Kathleen Kennedy. Which is, yeah, don't do that either. Just I don't want to name drop too much on this Twitch. I'm not throwing hate. I'm just saying. If you don't, I, like the product, I have a don't Twitter. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um. But yeah. But I mean, he's also like, that's the only thing I can remember from him recent time is like all the hate he got for the Last Jedi. But like, he also did direct like. Uh, the Fly episode of Breaking Bad, which is one of my favorite episodes of Breaking Bad. I think that's also a very um, controversial <laughs> Yeah, the only episode, episode of Breaking Bad I've fallen asleep in three times. Right, I love Fly, watch. but I know a lot of people also hate Fly. But he also did Ozymandias, which is that the season series finale? I mean, I, I to be think fair... So. On my second watch through of Breaking Bad, I did appreciate the episode more. <laughs> right, but I... I <laughs> the could... first time, I did fall asleep two times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he did direct the, the season, series finale of Breaking Bad, which is a 10 out of nice. 10. Nice. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Knives Out ruled. So Knives Out 2 and 3. Yeah, dude, like, honestly, the fact that I didn't like The Last Jedi, how much I didn't like it. Yeah. Is is nothing compared to how much I did enjoy Knives Out, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. Um. Okay. So. I trust him with the titles. Yeah. I mean, also the cast. How would be hard yeah. to mess it up? I, yeah. Only I a, like Netflix, like if they interfere a lot, <laughs> it could be a problem. Speaking um, of that cast, three days, man. Three days. Yeah, we're we've actually got some um. <laughs> Some early theater release reviews coming out. Um, <laughs> Rotten Tomato is sitting around seventy percent, and Metacritic is sitting around fifty-six percent. Um, for those who don't know what we're talking about, we are talking about Army of the Dead. <laughs> I don't know. I'll uh, watch it this weekend. I'll watch it. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking weekend. about yeah, it. We'll talk about it. 
I have um, a perfect tangent though, so we don't talk about it too much. Too much, or yeah, not tangent, segue. That's the right word. Still? No, I was going to talk about Army of the Dead still a little bit because they sponsored oh, okay. uh, the this past weekend's uh, UFC event. So welcome Wait, to Shane's fourth corner. <laughs> okay, take it away. I have something to connect it to Dave Padista after. Take it away. Okay, it was just crazy because I was like hanging out in my room, just like doing my thing, and then I went out and the UFC prelims were on the TV, and I literally watched a guy's career probably end. As once again, I walked out and watched a bone snap before my eyes. So this dude, uh, 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 Stauza is his last name. I can't think of his first name. Anyway, uh, it was just crazy. And, like, I don't even want to talk about it too much just because, like, it's wild how, like, every three weeks I walk in on a fight and it's just like, whoa, wow, this is insane. I'm watching someone's... Uh, career flash before my eyes, and then that's that's it. It's so, just crazy. So okay, when you brought up the UFC thing, I, I was like, when you said they were um sponsored it, right? I was confused yeah. for a second because there was also a weird zombie thing that happened at WWE this last weekend. Interesting. <laughs> and everyone seems to have hated it. Like literally, it uh, was uh. WWE, but they got attacked by the Army of the Dead, and it seems like it's just more more weird fucking. <laughs> promotion for the movie what is the promotion for this movie (laughs) i (laughs) yeah so like i have like two weird things in my brain right now this movie and its insane marketing techniques and also the wwe and it's just general insanity (laughs) that it has become um like like, watching clips right now it's uh, they're literally wrestlers are like literally like fighting a horde of zombies while oh wrestling each other. It is nonsense. <laughs> it's just so different than, you know, when I was a kid. Like, they used yeah. to come out and, like, drink beer and blood would be drawn and it would yeah. be great. Um, And now it's, like, it's so goofy and just, like, silly. Uh, it's... The... <laughs> They have they do it in front of like a closed stadium or whatever, so everybody's like on screens, and right, you can and see. you see these like dramatic cutaways and shit. I yeah. I recently when I, I saw someone like about to get thrown from a really high place, and the camera was like behind him, and he was like ah, and then all of a sudden the camera was like on the ground, and he fell like two inches and was like ah. Oh it my was God. it was ridiculous. I I'm watching have... them fight zombies. Yeah, right are you now. watching it this too? Is, I... This is uh, chat. I'm gonna post it in chat so you guys, if you guys want to watch. Um, I will have to say one of my favorite moments from the pandemic, which is a weird sentence to say, was when someone took all the clips of WWE during like I think it was like four or five months into the actual pandemic, uh, where there wasn't like large crowds. I mean, there's still not large crowds now. Um, and they took, like, all the monologues from the wrestlers and put the Twin Peaks music behind it, and, like, the soap opera music as they're standing in an empty studio, uh, empty studio slash stadium and just, like, monologuing with, like, soap oh, opera so music behind it. And when it's they talk so to each other. Great. I loved it so much. I want to watch a weird soap opera wrestling show. Wow. <laughs> Like, not, like, a good made one. Like, I know there are is, like, glow and stuff, I think, that's, like, actually, like, supposed to be, like, good television. Like, I want, like, a bad soap opera revolving around 
WWE, please. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. I guess that's just WWE. I kicked some on when they were in the empty stadium, and it was actually, like, for really, surreally. For really, like, surreally. Watching Absolutely. these two people just, like, talk to each other and then <laughs> do something that would specific, specifically elicit a reaction from, an, from a, like, a live audience. Right, exactly. Like, that's a whole, like, appeal to, like, wrestling, right? It's like, uh -huh. the audience is there. It's like going to a, oh, God, you're going to monster truck rally. <laughs> like, you could just, if you were there alone at a rally by yourself, like, that'd be kind of be like, woo, hell yeah, but, like, it's yeah, the crowd. It looks like practice. Exactly. It's just like, practice. In the immortal words of Alan Iverson, it's just practice. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, God damn it. Practice. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, it's, yeah. Um, all right, well, staying in the WWE world, let's talk about Dave Batista. We're kind of right. going back to him. Uh, back um, to the Army of the Dead. Back, it up. back to the Army of the Dead, back to <laughs> Knives Out. Every, everything we've talked about so far in news has connected to Dave Batista somehow. Um, wow, that's uh, the future. Yeah, the big Disney news. Disney and Dave Batista. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which it sounds like he's done with Drax. Uh, that's another article that came out. I didn't oh, read too much. No. Um, it it does not sound like he's wants to be a part of it anymore. Which I mean, fine. Um, you do you, cool. man? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of like from the articles I did read. I don't know if they're taken out of context. It kind of seems like he wasn't the happiest. Um, like how what they did with Drax and stuff. Huh. Which I I, I could see. Seeing like Drax's whole backstory is like about taking out like taking out Thanos, and he didn't really get too much mm -hmm. love in the Endgame. Um, did he even hit Thanos? <laughs> no, that's he the tried. Yeah, a couple times in, in uh, Infinity War, he tried. Um, but anyway, uh, Dave Bautista says he turned down Fast and Furious to pitch a Gears of War movie. Yes, I did hear this. Yeah, my dude is... Well, first of all, I didn't know Dave Bautista was actually used as a character model in Gears of War, so he's already been in Gears really? of War. Really? I That's did not know amazing. that. amazing. I had no idea. This... <laughs> Dave Bautista, I want to see him in a movie with Terry Crews, and I want those guys to hang out. Yeah, Cause, like, absolutely. They're both, like, jacked as fuck. They're both into video cool. games and stuff like at least as far as i can tell if dave batista i feel like him shutting down a quote-unquote triple a blockbuster film such as but uh, like a fast and furious movie yeah um to pitch an idea not even to like take the time to do the product it was just like right. wait, wait, wait like i think i'd rather maybe just think about this thing for a longer time than thinking about the millions I could make on this other money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I feel like it's part of, it's like a passion project and that's awesome. Right. No, it's super cool. Um, if we get a gears of war movie, that would be super rad. Um, we mm -hmm. talked about, like, I feel like one of the first episodes we did of this podcast, we talked about how video game movies are being made in the handful and they're pretty great. Uh, they're not like <laughs> the, the video game movies, of prior years. Well, actually, we did get mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat this year, which kind of felt like one of those movies. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, from, like... we can't all be Super Mario Bros., right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> can't all be Super Mario Bros. Um, um, but yeah, so that's cool. Um, I like that he does take an interest in the films he's doing. Like, he seems, mm -hmm. like, very, very passionate about what he's doing. So, um, 
And I gotta say, it seems yeah. like he's carried that through like most of his career. Right. Like even when he was wrestling and stuff, maybe, he was yeah. clearly like very into some things. I heard that he uh um had a pretty rough go of it in his early years, so it's cool to see him doing some other things. Yeah, I think um this this quote from this article I'm reading, uh, which is on IGN, um, says, uh, Batista later added that he thinks Universal was a little put off, but that he didn't regret taking his shot. I don't mean to offend anyone, Batista says. I'm not putting down anything else. I'm just saying Gears is way more interesting to me. I don't want to pretend like I'm actually interested in something I'm not when there's something I'm actually really excited about that you guys have under control. Would you consider me for that? I don't think there's any harm in that. I'm not trying to step on anybody else's toes. I'm just saying... Uh, like this is what I love, and I'm seriously passionate about this. I can do a good job for you guys on this. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know about the dude. Yeah, for it's real. Like he's um not shitting on anyone. He's like, I don't really want to do Fast and Furious. Uh, that doesn't interest me. But this project that you guys do have control of, you do. So let me let's make it. Um, it's cool. He's he's, he's killing it. He's just Good killing it. Him. We talk about him every week. Hit us up, Dave Batista. Yeah, come on the podcast. <laughs> we'll talk about something. I'll stop making fun of Army of the Dead. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to watch that movie just because I like Dave Batista. I mean, same at this point. I'll, I'll, same. I um, I don't know. It, it's Over, be... under on if he makes it out alive? Um... <sighs> I actually don't know how that old over-under betting system works. It's just a fun thing to say. But do you think he'll make yeah. it out alive? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I feel like this is gonna. They're trying to gonna. It's Netflix. They're gonna try to make a sequel. Yeah, Armies of the Dead. Army of the Dead, which is still. I don't know why they named it of the Dead because it feels like it should be in the Dawn of the Dead franchise, but it's not. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess Shaun of the Dead did it too, but that's like clearly a parody. Um, oh, speaking of Shaun of the Dead, I was thinking yeah, that I, I would make a great Ed for uh, Halloween. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I could see it. Um, all right, so moving on. I don't think we really have any more Dave Batista, um, style movie news, but um, we got some Adult Swim news, which is TV and movies. We can talk about. We did talk about Adult Swim a little bit earlier on the podcast. Um, we are getting a new Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Venture Bros, and Metal Apocalypse, Metal Apocalypse movies. Oh, nice! All three of them are getting movies, which rules. That's just rules. That's so cool. Um, are they going to be like Hulu Originals or something? I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm guessing they're probably going to be connected. Um, they're going to be on HBO Max, which you oh, know, gives cool. me more hope for them because usually HBO Max makes good content. Uh, mm-hmm. like, with like then they put they give good they they put a big budget behind them and we'll talk about amazon a little bit later about that budget they're throwing behind a show but like that's Uh-oh. sweet um yeah it seems like they're gonna be following death death clock uh from Metal nice. um i don't know it's sweet they're all three of those shows are so funny and such my childhood well not childhood but like <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> kind of in a weird way where's my robot chicken film right. even though that'd be weird i don't know if i want a robot chicken film i think the small skits are where that needs to stay um yeah when was the last time aqua teen hunger force was like actually in production a good question 
Aqua Teen Hunger Force was around for 11 seasons. I did not realize that. Um, I don't know. It's, I'm excited. I'll watch all three of them. Yeah, I'll um, for sure. Especially be if they're on that. HBO. That means they'll be out immediately. Um, cool. Oh, yeah. So I My just subscription for that. HBO is ending. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm pretty much just, I think I'm only keeping my HBO. <laughs> like, I seem to only be watching things on that. Um, it is really good. Like, they're just, I I think they have the best breadth, breadth like, large quantity of actual mm. content that's actually still good. Netflix has kind of gone down over the last couple of years. I think yeah, they're I trying agree. to do their own thing, but, like, they lost The Office, they lost, um... Parks and All Rec. their Disney stuff. <laughs> like, Toy Sunny in Philadelphia, Parks and Rec, The Office, Seinfeld, The Simpsons. They were all on Netflix at one point. Like, Family Guy. Is Futurama? Futurama used to be on there. The it's not anymore. On it's funny to me that Futurama went like exclusively to Hulu and then Netflix made Disenchantment. Like, good for you, Macaroni. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Netflix, I, I don't know. I think they banked too much on their original stuff. Um, which I mean, it's not like Netflix is hurting. <laughs> like, yeah, two Knives Out films. Yeah, I'll fine. say though, like I'll say like forty to sixty percent of Netflix originals like hit for me. Um, yeah, but they do have some like. There's so many of them at this that, point, though. Yeah, there's so many, and there are some that don't do just do not call to me. And I also yeah. know that Netflix makes, I don't know the percentage, but it is a shit ton of foreign media. They do. Um, like a boatload of foreign media. So I'm sure they're doing well, like, globally. Does, doesn't does Netflix operate on a loss? I actually don't know if they do. Um, chat, let me... I'm not sure. They could be. Um, but yeah, they do make, they make a lot of, um, yeah, national stuff like not national but like global global television stuff um i don't know that looks weird but uh yeah i think i think they i don't know if they were like ready for competition or something because it feels like as soon as all their competition came out like they just had like better yeah content um it doesn't help like everyone's making their own streaming services like netflix had everything because no one else had one but now that like yeah. hbo disney Hulu, Peacock. Slowly taking their <laughs> ship back. Yes. Yeah, oh. <laughs> oh, they didn't expect a global pandemic. That's fair. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, let's see, what other movie news? I don't think, we, like I said, kind of a slow-ass week. Um, we got yeah, you were going to talk about... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Say, say what you were going to say. The image for Michael Myers and Halloween kills. It's Michael Myers. He's holding a knife. He has his mask on. There's nothing to say about that. Neat. Another <laughs> Halloween neat. movie. I mean, the last Halloween movie kind of ruled. Was that uh, the one with Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah. Yeah, and it was so, pretty like, Actually, like, pretty good cinematography. Executively produced by Danny McBride. Not that that means anything, but it's funny <laughs> to see his name on a Halloween yeah, movie. I mean, I agree with that. <laughs> it is weird <laughs> uh, and funny, but, like, um, he's been in, like, a couple, like, horror films, which is always yeah, yeah, dies, for like, sure. really early. Yeah. He, he's... I don't know anything about him, but I've I don't think I've ever been disappointed by anything his name's been on. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think Halloween Kills is the sequel to Halloween, which I get, why do I don't like when movies name <laughs> like it's like Halloween already exists. Why did you have to make another Halloween and name it Halloween? And also, it sounds like in like an adjective. Right, right, like right. Halloween kills, and you're like at a metal show. You're like, this fucking band Halloween is so good. They fucking kill yeah. Halloween kills. Yeah, last one had amazing know. music. I agree. I, I I thoroughly liked the last Halloween. I really did too. I liked um, it a lot. So I mean, I'll watch it. I like a, I like a good slasher. Yeah, sign me up. Yeah, uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna talk about. I'm all over the place right now. You were gonna talk about the. Amazon and someone's yeah. Budget. Let's let's move over to television. So oh um, okay. Well, I didn't know we. I bet I was gonna cause that. No, I, I literally. Yeah, I think I'm looking at my notes. I'm like scouring the sites right now to see if there is anything new on movies. Like I said, it was a pretty slow week. We got some trailers for some like Sundance films that I, I I've noticed like a lot of trailers drop on Tuesdays. So like I'm getting ready and getting my notes ready like ten minutes before the show, and then there's like three new trailers. I'm like, well. <laughs> Here I'm I am, just, those. like, casually watching Love, Death, Robots, <laughs> watching the time tick away. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's move over to television. So, talking about studios with a big budget, um, we finally got the budget for the new Lord of the... Well, we... I don't know if this is finally, oh, but, like, we got an official number for the Amazon Studios... Oh, it's gonna be a big one. ...budget for the Lord... Season 1 of the Lord of the Rings series. Four hundred and sixty-five million dollars. It's gonna be the greatest show of all time, right? Like, I mean, what was the movie budget? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Uh, it has to be like an insane number. Ninety-three million. Oh my god! What? This better be fucking at least twice as good. <laughs> I don't Minimum. Think you're do that. Minimum um, twice as good. I guess okay. Netflix paid four hundred and sixty nine million for the two two Knives Out sequels, but those are films. Um, I it looks like they're trying to fill that uh Game of Thrones. Yeah, that there's like because there really hasn't been like a universal like show that everyone watched except me and you who didn't watch <laughs> since Game of Thrones. <laughs> Everyone watched but the people in this podcast. Oh, Man, that's a the Hobbit had tag. 180 million. Yeah, and look what that did for that. <laughs> Not much. A weird GoPro river rafting scene that felt so weird. I still yeah. am baffled by that decision. There's so many things in that movie that I'm just like, why is this happening? Right. It just it's so <laughs> like I I still like enjoyed it, but it just was like, why? This is weird. I don't like it. Yeah, it was too perfect. It, it People need to it. fuck that's, up more. That's in a those good movies. way of putting it. It's yeah. Like, yeah, what you mean you didn't like Legolas fucking pulling a Tony Hawk, <laughs> and grinding real? and shooting fucking orcs with a landing <laughs> every single flip, jumping from barrel to barrel to barrel down a river on top of like hobbit heads, hitting every yeah. sh- the dude never misses. <laughs> no, Legolas, like yeah. God. Um and he's supposed to be 60 years younger in those movies. <laughs> Shouldn't he be worse at killing stuff? <laughs> no, he's just always been a god, duh, man. Uh... He's that uh, guy when you play uh, like Valorant or Fortnite who just doesn't miss that you have to you were like he's hacking. <laughs> but somehow he's, he's got not. a name bot. Legless is just always uh pumped up on G Fuel. 
That's why he's so good at everything he does. Um, uh, so that makes this the most expensive series ever. <laughs> it's easy to say that. This yeah, yeah. Most sure. expensive season of all time. Watch uh, him, like, not make it out of a season. Oh, my God. Well, my I, Name is Earl filmed, ends on a cliffhanger. They filmed the entire season. So, Already? I, I think so. When I, does it come out? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe they didn't. I feel like they're they're putting up, but I, at the same time, it's Amazon, so it's not like they're they're putting up that much. Well, I mean, that's still a lot, but like it's Amazon, they're fine. Um, what uh, is the release date? Um, probably twenty twenty one. Wait, that's this year. That's this year. Oh wait, and then the th- next thing says. 2022 a question mark oh no anyone knows um they paid 250 million for the rights alone oh my why so wait what does that leave them with for the rest of the budget (laughs) uh that's still like 200 and something million which is more than the fucking movies wait what's the budget for this movie um it is oh god that's just a picture of Nicholas. where's my um, I think oh, what did I say like four ninety three, uh, yeah, four sixty five. Yeah. That's still two sixty five, like two hundred. Yeah, yeah. that's still, still way more than the Hobbit. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I guess like with those rights, all the Lord of the Rings are on Amazon now, so like that's gonna get people to go watch. They're currently on HBO Max. Oh, are they? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> um. Uh, um, well, I guess the pandemic messed it up. It looks like it was 2021 was supposed to be it. But, um, New Zealand actually got their shit together, so I think they started filming pretty early. Trivia on IMDb. This, uh, the series expected, is expected to be the most expensive TV show in history, with Amazon expected to spend at least $1 billion on its production. <laughs> that I mean, that cannot that be far... accurate. Yeah, that what? <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a crazy trivia. Like that's like four hundred sixty-five million and a billion is still very far off. Yeah, that's come on, gang. Get yeah. your math right, IMDb. Get out of here. <laughs> Amazon's new Lord of the Rings is the least of ten billion jillion dollars. I heard from my dad who works at who's Jeff Bezos. My dad works for Google. <laughs> dad works for Jesus Google. Christ. Um. Yeah. So that that's. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. That's my takeaway from that is that's a lot of money. Yeah, holy shit. Hopefully it's good. Um staying in TV news, uh Ellen DeGeneres is ending her talk show. What? What? Huh? What? Huh? I just Ellen the Ellen show is ending. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um I heard it was because she said it was because it wasn't challenging her anymore. Right, but have you heard all the stuff that's come out about her, like, the last three years? Yeah, no, I know. The timing's weird, but, like, I completely ignored that thought and just asked myself, like, how much of this show has, between, like, the dancing and, like, right, buying people in the face and, like, buying stuff... <laughs> Right. Yeah, like, how much of a challenge has it ever been? Right, as I read that, I was like, <laughs> okay, Ellen, we all, like, first of all, like, <laughs> a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff has come out, um, for those who don't know, um, 
I'll say allegedly, even though a lot of it does seem very concrete, that uh, Ellen is one of those prima donna stars who is very awful to work with, which is not surprising for a lot of people in Hollywood to act that way. Um, but she's ending her talk show. And then, like, yeah, it, it's just not a challenge anymore. It's such a weird thing to say, like, for that type of show to, like, yeah, end, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's strange. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a very easy job, right? Right. Like, like I gave up my hard, but like I gave up my making cotton candy career because you know it just wasn't challenging anymore. It's like, dude, you've been spinning cotton candy for like a while. Right. It's I like it's I, you're not you weren't changing the game or anything, Ellen. Not right. To just like sit here and dunk on you, but like just if you're gonna end it, just end it. You don't need to. Make an excuse like that. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. That's all I really got to yeah. say about that. I don't really have much. The show usually is like, well, no, I don't even shout say, out Steve like, Harvey. He's fucking got Celebrity Family Feud coming up. Oh, really? Yeah. Did that ever stop? I thought that was just like always on. <laughs> I think it might be like new shit because it, oh, nice. it looks it looks good. <laughs> nice. Anyway, uh, sorry. Yeah. Didn't so mean I mean, up, I don't. But... We don't really talk about talk shows because I really just do not care for them. Me neither. That was just like the big news, and I was like, hey, we might want to talk about it. I just don't. The I only just... talk show I like is their country show. Oh it's yeah, a true. talk show. Well, like you were just talking about, we were talking about it, and I was, I was thinking about people who have been doing this for a really long time. Yeah, Steve that are Harvey's still doing, doing it. For yeah, a really and long I was time. like, Steve Harvey. Shout out Steve Harvey. And, and we've talked about that. Jeopardy a couple times. Um, yeah, Jeopardy is fantastic. First of all, someone didn't Anderson Cooper just host it and like no one watched. Recently, he hosted it. Yeah, I did not watch it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Although to be fair, I don't watch it often. Right. It, it's usually just if it's on, I'll watch it. Um, yeah. Um. Oh God, here's another incredibly big money move by Amazon. Uh, Amazon is trying to buy MGM for nine billion dollars nine lord of the I mean, rings shows come on, <laughs> uh, don't buy amc <laughs> you want amc um which i mean uh that's a crazy amount of money i don't even know what like amazon Dude. gets if they buy that like well i know what they get but like um oh that kind of going off that um like it's weird so do you know like the discovery channel I know the discovery. You know is. of it, yeah. Like, um, like, yeah, like Shark Week, Mythbusters happens, and also like, there's this weird thing happening with like the Discovery, Discovery and HBO Max, where like, I think Discovery is gonna buy HBO, um, but they're gonna keep HBO Max and like all the Discovery channels in HBO Max. There's a lot of big things what? happening, like money wise. I it's crazy right now. Interesting. So... Disney owns Nat Geo. <laughs> Disney owns everything. Soon it's going to well, be... yeah. The corporation wars are upon us, everyone. It's going to be yeah. Amazon owning half of Hollywood, Disney owning the other half, and they're going to start weaponizing. They already... Disney already has a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think Sony realized this. And they were like, yeah, fuck it. Take, take, take them all. Take, take Spider-Man. Take Fantastic right. Four. We're going to go make fucking TVs and PlayStation. Exactly. We're doing great over here in Sonyville. Universal Studios knows they're the first to get hit if when the war breaks out. <laughs> they have to conform. 
Um, oh, no. It's just crazier. And the longer, years from now, it is literally going to be like Amazon and Disney are literally just going to own every studio, which mm-hmm. is not good, folks. It is not good. Um, But, like, it is crazy. Just, like, Lord of the Rings being $465 million, Amazon buying MGM for $9 billion. Just the money is so, like, it can't even wrap my head around it. billion dollars. Yeah. That's an unfathomable sum of I, money. It, it really is. And, what like, what, okay, Just what do they get? think about that. Oh, they get the James Bond franchise. They'd get the Handmaid's Tale um, franchise. Rocky, Stargate, RoboCop, Legally Blonde. Um, okay. MGM has a crazy so, catalog, actually. Why is there a national debt? <laughs> we should just move on. We should. Let's yeah, let's carry just, on. I, this is making me actually generally angry. <laughs> um, MTV Movie Awards happen. I don't care. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer to that. <laughs> yep. We're on the same boat there. <laughs> actually, I do want to talk about WandaVision won best yeah. fight in it. And I just want to what? throw my. Yeah, they won best fight for their season finale and i just wanted to throw something in another God thing damn it. also <laughs> snoop dogg was there oh that's cool at least uh <laughs> at&t announces deal to merge warner media with discovery i already talked about that um we got kind of like a clip of loki but i didn't watch it because i didn't want anything spoiled oh yeah me. i watched it too you did I watch did, it I, I, did. I did watch it yeah it was short it was uh okay thoughts funny i I don't know i don't know it didn't didn't really do much you know right right i was kind of i didn't want to watch it for spoilers but um maybe i don't know was there anything like spoilery in it or owen wilson says his name does he say oh wow no (laughs) wait owen wilson says owen wilson or does he say the character's name oh wow i'm owen wilson (laughs) no he says his character's name hi i'm owen wilson i'm playing (laughs) owen wilson in loki dude have you ever seen night at the museum absolutely i have man that might be one of my favorite owen wilson movies first of all but it is it stands out in my mind as like a, a good movie it's a good it's a good it's kind of like the muppet movie it's a good like all family flick family flick yeah like good like middle of the road wholesome flick i i, I thoroughly I like enjoyed too. that movie yeah. Thanks, speaking of owen wilson yeah um <laughs> so that happened uh i mean that's coming out soon right loki's like the next couple weeks yeah june right yeah god may's gone by so fast for real. It's the 18th, and I'm, like, absolutely, like, being like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, Today's my uh, sister's birthday. Shout out, big sister. Happy birthday. Out. Happy birthday. Um, <laughs> everyone sing. One, two. Hey, uh, that's actually not copyright anymore. It's been over 70 years. Had none. Wait, was that copyrighted? Yeah, <laughs> dude, everything's copyrighted. God, I hate, I hate everything <laughs> so much sometimes. Um... Kind of talk about something ancient. Uh, at ninety-five, Dick Van Dyke uh says he wants to go back on stage. <laughs> Which I mean, Dick Van Dyke do is, what? I, I don't know. Comedy. Dick, I kind of hope so. I don't. I cool. Yeah, I mean, Dick Van Dyke is funny. Um, I mean, he was also the talk show guy forever. Um, I always forget that he is still alive. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. That's awesome. Also, Conan is like ending soon. 
two again. He's okay. retiring again. I don't think he's retiring. I think he's just moving, moving uh stations again. Again, again. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I okay. I gotta say, like, out of all the late night talk shows, like Conan is probably my favorite. Um, if I had to pick one out of like, I don't even know who who is it right now. Like Stephen Colbert. Um, I, I guess I like I like John Thank Oliver. You. Um, but I like I've always liked Conan's like clips on YouTube's where he, YouTube's <laughs> the YouTube's where he goes to like other countries and stuff. I always like very much enjoyed those. Um, and he wrote for The Simpsons. That's cool. Huh. Um. All right. The last news for the TV. Um. Uh, this one's a big one. I was just double check all my notes to make sure there's nothing else big before we talk about this. Uh. Oh, we're getting a Masters of the Universe revelation coming out from Kevin Smith. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. By the power of Grayskull. And I said, hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Kevin Smith is a good person to, like, be the producer of that and direct it. He loves Definitely. all that cheesy 80s and 90s stuff. I mean, I do, too. Um, so Dude, when are we cool getting a Thundercats movie? Thundercats? Oh! I, um... <laughs> I, I, whatever happened to like a new Thundercats show? I, I, there was supposed to be a new one. I don't. Did it come out? I don't even know. I think there was 2011 TV series. Oh God! Why did I think it was recent? Um, Thundercats That's... ruled. I don't know if I ever got around to watching that I one. I don't think I did either. Um, but the originals were bangers all absolutely. around. Absolutely, all the 80s Thundercats and 90s. Oh! Thundercats. Oh! <laughs> All the 80s and 90s cartoons are so good. Um, and that's not nostalgia speaking. It probably is nostalgia speaking, but so good. Um, no, they're good. Pinky in the you, Brain is a masterpiece. Dude, Pinky in the Brain. Oh, have you watched any of the new, um, oh, God, what are they called? The Animaniacs? No. I'm not watching the new stuff, but I've heard it's actually pretty good. There's new stuff? Yeah, I think it came out a couple months ago. I don't know. One of the TV series? What's somewhere on one of the streaming services? There's Animaniacs. Well, WB, that's uh, HBO Max, right? It's Hulu. It says Warner Brothers. It says Hulu. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Oh, I guess there's new Peaking the Brain too. Because Warner Brothers, or was it yeah. Universal that cut off by HBO? I I don't know anymore. <laughs> You know what? Forget it. <laughs> They're all. You know what? I just forget it. <laughs> I think they just have like a big wheel that they spin, and whatever <laughs> they land on is the studio they actually work for. <laughs> but I, I just know I've heard good things about it. I've not watched it. Um, cool, cool. Oh yeah. Um, all right. So the big news. Well, one other small news. Uh, we're getting a Friends reunion. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that too. I also don't care. I, I uh, have seen all of Friends once. That's enough for me. I instead of watching Friends, I just got my own. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just how do they afford that apartment? Seriously, do you they realize do that people like they they mop floors in their own apartment to like pay for it. That's right. They like live <laughs> off of, like Central Park, and what they the don't fuck? do anything. God. Uh, I'm Rachel, and I eat crayons, and I pay for this apartment. <laughs> That's been, like, a big thing lately all over Twitter, which I do kind of find funny, is, like, 
all these different articles of people discussing, like, how did Frazier afford his apartment? How did the people from Friends afford their apartment? And you just, like, look at it, and it's like, yeah, wait, no one does anything. At least fucking Seinfeld makes sense. Like, he is right. a stand-up comedian, and he's good right. at it. I think uh, Sonny does it the best. They do not live yeah. in a fancy place. They just have not good bars. Exactly. And even or not good houses or bars. I mean, Patty's yeah, true. Pub is not great, but like it makes sense. At least they 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 don't do much. They do more than the people in Friends, I guess. They're in a business. Um, they're actually drug lords. It's just a large empire. They have to do nothing. Yeah. Fucking Joey and Monica are drug lords. <laughs> and they're just, uh, you know, kicking it in their fucking... It's not even like a penthouse. It's not even that awesome of an apartment. But I mean, it like, does have a lot. It's like Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. It is in the fancy side of town. Yeah. Hmm. Um, all right. Man, so, you uh, remember the Drew Carey show? Sorry. This uh, isn't the time right. for that. Uh, all right. <laughs> I love the Drew Carey show. Cleveland! That was the show that I liked. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, the Drew Carey, out of, like, all those shows, the Drew Carey show um, was definitely the one I watched the most. Um, and then, like, when I was older, I watched all of Seinfeld, but, like, yeah, Drew Carey. I love the theme song to the Drew Carey show. It's so good. Uh, so good. How many seasons yeah. of the Drew Carey show? I don't know. I'm looking up the... It went from 1995 to 2004. Dang. Yeah, I remember it not being as good near the end. I'm looking up Mimi right now. Kathy Kinney. Mimi, yeah. She was so funny, and I wonder she what really she'd been was. up to. She was in Stumptown and... Ryan Stiles, Diedrich Bader. That was a good cast. Krista Miller, Craig Ferguson. Mimi's been staying busy. She, oh, she was on My Name is Earl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's so cool. What's Drew Carey been doing? He's hosting a show now, isn't he? Yeah, he was The Price is Right, right? I think so. Lost a bunch of weight and became Bob Barker. Dietrich Bader is still doing a lot of stuff. Uh, Ryan Stiles is still doing uh, Who's Line, I think. Yeah, Who's Line like came back. Yeah. Why I... is Pat Sajak trending? <laughs> I don't. Is he okay? I think that's spell failed. Are you okay, Pat? Uh. Hmm. Alright, well, I don't need to be doing wacky Google internet The only thing I see about pa right Pat Sajak is he accidentally answered a puzzle on Wheel of Fortune recently. <laughs> Which I guess Whoopsie. is kind of funny. That um, is funny. Alright, last thing about television. Navy pilots describe encounters with UFOs on 60 Minutes. We've got a lot I... of UFO, UFO news lately. I like it. Um, yeah, bring it on. I didn't watch 60 Minutes, though. <laughs> so I don't know what they talked about, but... uh. I Seems mean, like that's kind of big, though. Like, it being on 60 Minutes, like... Yeah, that's true. Although, it also almost makes it feel a little hokey. Right, that is very true. I, um, I mean... But, like, the Canadian Prime Minister or someone, Canadian oh, somebody... it was, it was uh, their... Um, I want to say their Defense Minister or something. He came out and said some shit a couple years ago, so, yeah. like... At this point, I feel like humans have realized that aliens have given up on us. Um, so they're just like, yeah, whatever. Who cares if people know? They're never coming back. You know what the craziest <laughs> thing is about this whole UFO stuff coming out? Like, over the last couple of years? You know mm -hmm. who's been financing it all? Elon Musk. Nope. Tom DeLonge of Blink-182. Oh. 
You know, he's not in Blink-182 anymore because he focused on UFO stuff, so he left. Um, but, like, he is the person behind all the UFO stuff. <laughs> Just so crazy. Um, Man, it's cool that people do different things. Do yeah. what you're passionate about, people. <laughs> Learn from Tom DeLong. Yeah. Former punk band member <laughs> who probably thought, I'm never going to play anywhere but this garage, and then he got super fucking and famous. And then Blink-182 is, like, one of the biggest... <laughs> fucking bands of the uber 2000s. famous could play any show they want now yeah, um rules. and now he does this because i'm guessing it's what he likes yeah and he has a lot of money that too do what you yeah. like and yeah, make a lot absolutely. of money do what you like is actually what we'll be talking about in the mo- muppet movies too um muppet yeah movie. Um, oh my heart i can't yes, wait yes Can we get uh, there soon? yeah let's do that right now <laughs> um I'll, okay one last other tv thing um god i keep my notes i need to do better wait what um the it's Saturday Night on. Live yeah. did a Muppet skit, and it sucked. Of course it did. It sucked. They had, like, copies of uh, Walter Waldor and um, Kermit and stuff, and just, like, you need the actual Muppeteers to do the Muppets. It just looks bad. Don't do it that way. Um. All right. So, let us transition into the Muppet movie. Yay! Yeah. Um, um, so, for those who are new here, this is the movie of the week. We discuss it, and then we rewrite it. So, this week, we watched one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, the 1979 Muppet movie. It was The Muppets Coming Back. Um, for those who don't know, The Muppet movie came out in 79. Uh, the Muppet Show ran from 72 to 77, I want to say. Um, so, they were already big they were already a big thing when this movie came out, but um, it had been a couple years since the show, and this was like really them trying to get back into Hollywood, getting back into the mainstream, and they killed it. So Shane, I know this is your first time seeing the movie. Um, as far as I know, but I mean okay. that may not be true. For sure, you know, this movie's been I... around for a long time, and I and it is like a family movie, so like yeah. there's a chance that in my younger years, out of my memory, like that. I had, but as far as I know, in conscious memory, this is the first time. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, what are your thoughts on it? I, I am dying to know. You're dying to know? I'm dying. Um, I want to know if you're going to apologize to Kermit for what you said last week. What did I say about Kermit? <laughs> you said, I think that people that do their own stunts are assholes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize, Kermit. Kermit. Jim Henson. Everything you do in your show, in your, yes, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Um, he does his own stunts. Um, I do apologize um, to Kermit always. No, I, I really did enjoy this a lot. Nice. It I'm really glad. had I'm me glad. engaged, like, immediately and all the way through. Um, I, I'm not, like, huge on, like, musicals, but this didn't feel like right. a musical in the way that, like, Lion King doesn't always feel like a musical. Right, the songs are always, like, to get you, like, from one mm-hmm. point to the next. Like, God, I've had moving right along stuck in my head. All yeah, me too. It's so doom, good. Doom, it's doom, also doom, catchy doom, and doom. fun, and it's it's kind of mostly lighthearted, but not totally. There is some, yeah. like, some heavy-hitting stuff in there. I expected it to be more, like, uh disneyified but they were right. you know it was a little bit more down to earth they used words like kill and stuff and it felt very like <laughs> real and different you, yeah reoccurring uh 
Harry Krishna jokes. That was so funny. The Church right? of Harry Kirshner. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was cracking yeah. up. And their jokes are super funny. Kermit is super funny. And the whole cast was very funny. Yeah. And uh yeah, I, I thought it was it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I I like I said last week, I know I poke a lot of fun <laughs> for you being such a Muppets fan. Um Deserved. but that's that's just all in good fun, yes, truly. Because like all respect to Jim Henson and and his team and everything that they've ever done. Because I know yeah. um the dark crystal and things like that are just yeah they're they're just like feats to behold so like this was kind of special for me you know i feel like maybe i did see it when i was a kid or something but either way it it was like channeling my inner child or something you know it just hit me right in the old heartstrings it was good yeah i'm glad to hear that and that's i think that's the great thing about the muppets is like um so a little background on muppet history (laughs) It sounds like I have a PhD in Muppets. Oh. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about yes. this movie so, more than I was excited yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about Jim Henson real quick. Um, so, for those who don't know, Jim Henson created the Jim Henson Company. He created the Muppets um, and Sesame Street. So, his first big thing he did was actually... Um, okay, where do I want to start with this? Jim Henson is like my role model he's someone i've always looked up to oh i should also say i can totally see how this movie would have in your childhood motivated you to want to go on and do anything creative or artistic or chase your dreams in any way absolutely i mean that's what rainbow connection is the song Mm -hmm. that starts off is literally like the first like couple lines is um why what's so important about rainbows like obviously that's not the lyrics and Everyone's like, oh, they're just nothing. And then Kermit's response is like, no, if you believe in rainbows, then there's something special. And that's what Rainbow Connection is. It is literally, listen, people might look at something and be like, that's dumb or stupid. But if you believe in it, if you put belief in art or film or anything. Yourself. Your, yourself, exactly yourself. Then it does matter. Um, he talks about shooting stars. Why do people wish upon it? Why do people believe in shooting stars? And look what it's done so far. Like, it's honestly a beautiful song. Um, but Jim Henson started um, very young. He actually got his degree in home ec, which I always found really funny. Um, <laughs> because, like, it also fits so well with the Muppets. Like, you have to know how to sew and stuff. He literally um, was the Swedish chef. Well, okay. So do, uh, I don't know if he's Swedish, but that would be really no, funny. No, he's not. Do you, so, oh God, I'm going to go on so many tangents. Do you know how they filmed the Swedish chef bits, which are some of my favorite bits of the Muppet show? No. Um. So you would have, uh, Jim Henson play doing like the actual actual puppetry for the Swedish Chef. So doing his uh, mouth movements and doing and all that kind of stuff. Um, which Swedish Chef's so funny. Um, Frank Oz was the hands, and how that bit would always go is Frank Oz. His whole purpose was to throw Jim Henson off the entire time. <laughs> Because he he's really the only Muppet with actual hands, so that's Frank Oz's hands, like, throwing stuff and grabbing random stuff, and it's just, <laughs> Jim Henson was just there, improvising, having to deal with that chaos. Just so good. Um, that's it, something that happened a lot in this movie, though. I found myself wondering, like, man, how how did they do that? That's so, this right. was made in 1979. Right. This is so impressive. No CGI or anything. Um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, but anyway, so, um, God, what was I talking about? Okay, so... Uh, the Muppets kind of hit this middle ground because Jim Henson made 
uh, Sesame Street um, and wanted to get away from that, which is crazy. Like, if I created Sesame Street, like, I would be like, that's done. I'm done. I've created something so great and magical. Um, I can anything else. Exactly. <laughs> um, but he made that, and he wanted to create something more for adults, which ended up him creating uh, the Muppets. And actually, the first Muppet show was called The Muppets Sex and Violence. That was the first Muppet special name because he wanted to get away, get away from Sesame Street so much. Um, so that's why it's kind of like everyone can watch it. Um, there's like this middle ground between adults and kids being able to watch the Muppet movie and like being able to watch it when you're older and still like the Harry Krishna jokes, uh, Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem. Um, and they're like crazy drugged out antics, like all so relatable and so funny. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it hits all the marks. It really does. It really does. Um, so let's talk about the actual movie and let's talk about what it is. So this is the part of the show where we break down like what makes this movie what it is so we can remake it in a new genre, making a prequel, sequel, or remake. So first of all, if we're making the Muppets movie is the Muppets. You have to have the Muppets. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that. Be like, oh, it's the Muppets. Like, uh, how do I want to put this? Like, the Muppets themselves are this, like, entity. <laughs> like, you look at the Muppets and you can think, like, oh, that's a puppet. But, like, they're the Muppets. They're all living. They all have their own personalities. Um, and it, I got it. The Muppets are just the Muppets. Uh, you also have to have meta jokes because the Muppets are super meta. Uh, yeah, we... some of the best fourth wall breaks I've seen. Right? Uh, like when they get to Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem at the church, and Fozzie's like, oh, that's going to be boring for the audience. And they just hand the screenplay for the movie to Dr. Mm-hmm. Teeth, and they read through it. And then they call it back later, and it's even funnier. He, right. He's like, how did you guys get here? And he's like, well, we just looked at the screenplay. <laughs> yeah exactly and it's like oh my god uh that's one thing i love about the muppets is like they're so self-aware they're so meta with all their jokes they break the fourth wall all the time mm-hmm. um i mean even the ending musical like kermit's like directly speaking to the audience mm-hmm. um a lot of talking about musicals and stuff we need music in the muppet movie um and they have to be goddamn catchy <laughs> mm-hmm. and like actually good songs so yeah we have rainbow connection we have moving right along we have pitch can you picture that by Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem, which I think Oh, is... big question. Yeah. Uh, the guy playing the piano. Yeah. Who was it? Dr. Teeth? No, 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 no. The man playing the piano. Oh, uh, oh, the guy, the, like, actual guy, not a Muppet. Because at first I, I literally was like, holy shit, is that Elton John? And then I was like, or is that Meatloaf? And then I, I forgot to check the credits. Either. Um... I here if you look let me look up the Muppet movie cameos I don't think it was I it wasn't Elton John I know it wasn't Meatloaf um let's see um well, just seems so familiar to yeah me. let's go through the cast stars right now cameos in order of appearance uh start we start with Dom DeLuise as the Hollywood agent um most people okay. probably don't know who he is but he was a big producer director um, we got James Corbin, Madeline Kahn, uh, Telly Solvas, uh, Carol Kane, Paul Williams. Paul yes. Williams was the piano <laughs> guy. 
which okay um three dogs night uh part you just you you if right. you've heard you've heard music you've known paul williams <laughs> um along that's a with, myth yeah, that's a myth that's Carol Kane, which is so funny. I love that that reoccurring uh, gag where every time, so good. Yeah, she pops up. So good. Um, along with that, we have uh, Milton Burley as a madman, Mooney, um, the the car salesman with Sweetums, um, Elliot Gold, Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy. You have Bob Hope, and then Richard Pryor, then Steve Martin, and Mel Brooks, all within like thirty minutes of each other. Like, just Richard Pryor, Steve Martin, and Mel Brooks is such an insane trio to have Then you have cameo. Cloris Leachman and Orson Welles as yeah, your, like, Orson, closers. Yeah, Orson Welles as the fucking Hollywood producer, who he just, his only line is so funny, it's like, oh, so the famous rich, the rich and famous contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, yeah, like, you can't tell me there's a movie that has better cameos than that, like, Steve Martin, no, they were Richard Pryor, Orson Welles. I don't even know if Rich, Orson Welles like made cameos in other films. Orson Welles I don't think so. So good. Um, yeah, Mel it was Brooks. cool seeing it now as someone who like has seen a lot of movies. Yeah, you know, in my Absolutely. lifetime, and I've learned to appreciate the majority of the people on this list. It's just cool to see them popping up in something like out of character or context, so to speak. Like, right? You know, like when Richard Pryor showed up, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is amazing!" <laughs> when he sells all the balloons, the Gonzo is so funny. <laughs> um, I I gotta say, if we're looking at all these cameos and I have to pick a favorite, it's definitely Mel Brooks as the German doctor. Yeah, he he did a great job. That I mean, really and Mel funny. Brooks just is always just hilarious. Yeah, he's a win. Yeah. I, I like Steve Martin as well. He was as the waiter a... that was just disgusted by everything. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. so funny. I, I like Steve Martin a lot. A little soft spot there. No, same. But, uh, Steve Martin yeah. rules. But um, uh, but in, in terms of Richard Pryor, like see no evil, hear no evil is like one of my mm-hmm. favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, so he, funny. So he when he came up, I, and so it was right in that time frame. Right, where he, like you said, he was kind of, like, in his prime, I guess. Yeah, I think 79, so. that's, like, when all his, like, stand-up and stuff, like, came out. I think, like, some of the bigger ones he recorded, like, that's around that time. Um, so, yeah, the cameos are absolutely crazy. And then uh, the, the sequel to this, uh, The Great Muppet Caper, they go to the UK, and you pretty much, like, have all the Monty Python people in it, <laughs> which is great. Um, so, yeah, if we're making a Muppet movie, we have to have ca- cameos, and they have to be... Like, not just, like, normal people. They have to be, like, the best of the best of Hollywood. The stars. The stars, exactly. Um, we talked about the music. There has to be good music. Um, it has to have a love for movies. Or a lo- love for the genre it is making. Like, ma- like making fun of. Or, or, like, being part of parodying. Because, like, the Muppet movie is a love letter to movie. Like, we talked about Edgar Wright and uh, Hot Fuzz, like... This is more of a general, like, love for, like, the idea of Hollywood. Not so much Hollywood itself, but the love of, the idea of making something. Um, the idea of making a film. That is what the Muppet movie is about. Believing in yourself. Believing in your dream. Kermit was just a frog in a bayou. And then he made it to Hollywood, everyone. You can do it, too. 
<laughs> Dude, that that part actually like got, gets me every time with all the campfire. And yeah, Kermit's just like, I never promised anyone, and then like he has like Ghost Kermit, Dream Kermit, who's like, you believed, you promised yourself, you believed in yourself. It's like, ah, <laughs> man, yeah, that was good, so just, good. It, it, this movie really will just get you right in the heart. Yeah, um, Rainbow Connection is, like, the only <laughs> song I want to play that I, not want to play, but, like, the only song that I'm requiring to play at my funeral, if we're, <laughs> if that, like, that's the only song. I, I don't care what else you do. Throw my body well, in, like, a lake. I want mine to be moving right along. <laughs> that's such a funny song, too. Like, the whole, like... I think it's vaudevillian humor. Is that like that type of humor? Like we're like at <laughs> the next fork in the road, turn left, and there's like an actual fork in the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, they end up in uh, Rhode Island, even though they're trying to go to Hollywood, <laughs> Saskatchewan. <laughs> oh, that song! They released a, a green album, um, like in 2011, that has like a bunch of uh big bands covering some of the Muppet song, uh, like Weezer and um. Haley Williams from Paramore. Okay. Uh, seeing Rainbow Connection, which is really great, good. But Alkaline Trio does a Moving Right Along, and it's such a good, good cool uh, cover. And then OK Go does a cover of the Muppet Show like theme song. Um, and OK, going back to Meta, like literally this movie um, is the Muppets watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Like they're at the premiere to, for this movie. And I think that's why the context matters that, like, this came out after The Muppet Show was on for five seasons. It's because it's like, oh, The Muppets are already a thing. Here's them watching a movie um, about their so-called, like, their so-called, like, start. Like, how The Muppets started. Um, right. It's also a road trip movie. And I love me a road trip movie. Yeah, I can get down with that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else does a Muppet movie. It needs to have heart. I think I said that it has to have uh, reoccurring jokes, <laughs> like the <laughs> Harry Krishna joke we talked about, uh, the screenplay coming up multiple times. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, God, I'm trying to think of what how the joke is set up, but um, when they are at the Wild West town and Kermit is having uh, like the showdown with uh, the doc. Yeah. And they talk about um, the... Muppets getting big and the animal actually becomes a giant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so funny to me for some yeah, reason. Yeah, that was good. Uh, oh, so God, what was I about to say? Um, nailed it. Nailed it. Mm, <laughs> nailed it. Uh, God, give me a second. I was trying. <laughs> there was a point. Yeah, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetums running the entire time and then bursting through the screen at the end is really yeah. funny. I love Sweetums. Sweetums is probably my favorite. Oh, Gonzo is my favorite Muppet. I love Gonzo and how no one actually knows. Animal is really funny like the entire time. <laughs> all of the Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem is so good. Especially like yeah. these are all like based off of like famous um musicians like janice is obviously janice joplin mm-hmm. uh, dr teeth is supposed to be oh god let me like actually look this up i want to say well floyd is like pink floyd um 
Zoot is a famous saxophone player named Zoot. Um, yo, Grums. Uh, yeah, so the members of Dr. Tooth and Electric Mayhem, which is like the the, the, the groove band, uh, you have Dr. Teeth. Um, oh, God, this used... I thought this said... Okay, yeah. So Dr. Teeth is like supposed to be like John Lennon, um, kind of like... Um, I think Dr. Teeth is the only one who doesn't have, like, a super, like, connection. Oh, actually, yeah. He's supposed to be based off the Dr. John, the New Orleans musician. Um, Animal is said to be based on Keith Moon and John Bonham. So, The Who and Led Zeppelin. Nice. Uh, Floyd Pepper is obviously a, a combination of Pink Floyd and Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Um, Sergeant Pepper. And uh, the Lonely Hearts band, uh, Janice, Janice Joplin, Zoot, is uh, based off of Dave Goels. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I love them. Oh, God. Okay, I can't remember the point I was making. Um, but anyway. Oh, now I remember what I was going to talk about. So, in a Muppets movie... You always have to have ridiculous shots that are absolutely a nightmare to pull off to make. The behind the scenes for this movie is absolutely insane. I believe uh, it. So the first scene where Kermit is, no, well, not the first scene. The first scene is them in the movie studio. Um, but like the second scene where Kermit is sitting in the bayou in the swamp playing Rainbow Connection on his banjo. Jim Henson was actually underwater. I was gonna say, you know, I don't want to be the guy that's, like, trying actively to find fuck-ups in movies. Right. Right, I don't like to be that person. But when you have a movie that's all about puppets... Yeah. I can't help but kind of, like, try to peek around and see if there's, like, anything sticking out or anything weird. And there, like, never is. It's really hard with the Muppets. They're really good at what they do. Um, but yeah, they like had to build a tank and Jim Henson, like, I think that that scene alone took like three to four days to shoot. So he was pretty much underwater for three to four days doing the whole, uh, rainbow connection, uh, Kermit thing. Uh, the bicycle shot was the first time they ever used the like, uh, remote control puppetry. So that's not like CGI or anything. That's like actually a puppet, like remote control. Um, probably my favorite tidbit from the Muppet movie is during moving right along, we see Fozzie and Kermit driving a car. Um, yeah. So what they did is they refurnished an actual Sudebaker, um, an actual car. They removed it so the people could do the puppets underneath it, um, which mean, meant they removed like the actual functional uh, driving steering wheel and like the pedals and stuff and put it in the trunk. So there was someone in the trunk with a small monitor showing where they were going driving in the trunk as they were, which is so terrifying but so, so amazing the bicycle scene was the first time i said holy shit how'd they do that yeah and then the driving scene i was like okay this is crazy and then no shit like the second time that a car was driving or something one of the yeah it was max you yeah. know the the frog leg helper yeah 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 He's a worse driver than the Muppets. He, he was really swerving is. all over the fucking road. <laughs> really like on is. the wrong side of the road. Um, yeah. Uh, so you need to have ridiculous 
shots that all is all practical. I think the only thing that isn't really practical is like when Fozzie's walking. But um even that's still puppetry. They just use a green screen. Um but like everything is a practical shot. Um the the last shot, the whole part where they're singing like the uh, Rainbow Connection reprise uh life's like a movie make your own ending thing they had 200 puppeteers in that area in like i think like a very small area and they got it's estimated like they got like all the puppeteers in america pretty much for that shot um and rumor is that in that actual puppet uh puppet menagerie of people was tim burton a young tim burton nice yeah um, but yeah, that's how you make a Muppets movie. So, I mean, I, I can talk about this all night. The Muppet movie, absolutely, I love. It is a big part of my childhood. It is a big part of why I'm a filmmaker. It literally, it, I watched a movie so much growing up where it told me, um, life's like a movie, make your own ending, believe in yourself, rainbows can be whatever you want them to be, just believe in yourself. The most important thing is belief and believing in others, believing in yourself having people to back you up. Like, it's such a wholesome film. Um, it's, it was a great return for the Muppets, too. This is, like, their film that brought them back. It's the first Muppet movie. Uh, we get the sequel, The Great Muppet Caper, after that. Then we start getting all, like, uh, Treasure Island, uh, The Christmas Carol, which I'll still argue is the greatest Christmas movie of all time, The Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, you get uh, Muppets in Space, which isn't as good. And I'll even recommend, if you liked this Muppet movie, anyone out there, um, watch the 2011 Muppet movie. I think it's just called The Muppets. Um, it was written by... God, I'm so bad with names today. Um, Jason Siegel. So it was written by Jason Siegel. He loved The Muppets growing up. Um, he came to Disney and said, hey, I want to make this movie. Um, they let him do it, and I, I, the Muppets 2011 is, I probably, uh, it's second to the first Muppet movie, and, like, how much passion, and it's all about getting the Muppets back together, and growing up, but still remaining childlike, and still having wonder stuff, it's, 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 it's beautiful, and it's also the only Muppet movie to ever win an Oscar, which it won for, uh, uh, Am I a Man or Am I a Muppet, a song that is really funny. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, this is the point of the show where we ruin the Muppet movie, which is kind of hard to ruin <laughs> um, because the good thing about the Muppets is they've hit every genre. They've done everything. <laughs> so let's see what type of film we are making. I noticed it was a pretty short list. Yes. It is a remake. Oh, God. Huff. See, like, I, this is what I was afraid of. It's a horror remake. See... The thing is, I'm okay with the remake, because technically the 2011 movie was a remake. Um, but in a sense of, I think a remake in this sense is the Muppets still know about their previous movies. They're just trying to bring back the Muppets. Um, from the dead. From the dead. I mean a horror film. So, <laughs> I think if we're doing this horror-like, it has to be more like the Alice Cooper-style horror. Not like slasher-style horror. Um... More like you like uh, the Count from Sesame Street. You know what I mean? Like more campy horror. Yeah, yeah. Like Vincent Price horror. Um. Oh God, Muppet. Well, okay. So I think we need to start off. Um, the good thing about the Muppets is a lot of the things they do are adaptions. 
So, if we're doing a horror Muppet movie, it can be an adaption of some, like, old literature. We could do, like, The Muppets Dracula. Or The Muppets and the Muppets of Madness. <laughs> I actually really like that the idea. The Call of the Muppets. The Call of the Muppets. <laughs> I kind of, I think we, I think we go Lovecraftian with this. I think, yeah. just because of the name alone, the, um, instead of, uh, I like the, the, Madness, the, the Muppets, Muppets of, of Madness, the Muppets of Madness, which is a Lovecraftian retelling of the Mountains of Madness, but with the Muppets. They play an Arctic team of explorers. Yes. So I think on their way to dig up animal. <laughs> Yes, animal. Um, oh, okay. There's also these like alien style Muppets that like are really strange looking that you could pull, but like animal, animal. I think actually should probably be part of the expedition, and he could be like the guide dog. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So if there's okay. alien Muppets. They make more sense. Yeah, there is like actual alien Muppets because they did a whole like. Uh, one of my favorite bits in the Muppet Show was pigs in space, and they, it was like a whole like Star Trek style thing. Um, I'm gonna type in alien Muppets. Um, also, I don't know, maybe you've seen them. Like on, uh, they're also on uh, in uh, Sesame Street. Let me post them. They're like the meep 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 meep. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those. I'll post them in uh. Discord. Um, but yeah, so I think who's 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 in this party? Who's in this group going to the uh, to the mountains, the Muppets of Madness? Obviously, we have Animal, we have Kermit. Um, I think the group was like really, really big in the Mountains of Madness. All right, so then we just bring in all, all the normal. So we bring in uh Kermit, we have Fozzie, we have Gonzo, we have Animal, uh, we miss Piggy. Um. We probably have, uh, we definitely, not even probably, we have um, uh, Bunsen and Beaker, yeah. the scientists. I feel uh -huh. like they're the first two to go crazy, too. Uh -huh. uh, maybe Beaker is Beaker. the first one to go, go crazy. <laughs> me, 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 me. And just freaks out in a Lovecraftian way. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, oh, that's awesome. We have the alien Muppets. What I, I know you're more familiar with the Mountains of Madness. What ha What happens in it? They oh, go right. yeah. into a mountain, <laughs> and, and they, they find mad. a lot of, uh, like, um, obelisks and items that they could, like, dissect. And they bring okay. them back, and they uh, do some stuff. But I never finished it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, who are the cameos? Who do we have cameo? Making cameo appearances. Um, well, it's a horror flick. So yeah. it seems like it'd be good to have like Jamie Lee scary Curtis. people. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, like Robert England. Yeah. Um. Um. <sighs> hmm. Steve the Hare Harrington. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ash Williams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Bruce Campbell definitely. That would definitely be is probably he's probably like the main cameo. He's probably around for a bit. Helps out a little bit. He, he wouldn't have necessarily have to be Ash, just like the nameless stranger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm also thinking this could be like a Thing remake too. 
Yeah, that would be great. Like the Muppets in like the Thing scenario, where they're all in the Arctic and they're trying to figure out which one's not a Muppet. Hell uh, yeah! Oh my god, you could do so many, so they many. They unmask them and it's just hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, and they would make that joke too. Um, oh man. There's this, uh, in, uh, the Muppet Treasure Island, there's this roll call scene that's really funny that, like, roll calls through, like, 30 different people. So you could just put all the Muppets, um, okay, thought. Um, because this is a Muppet remake, they're trying to get the group together. They can only make the Muppet show, but in Antarctica, (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) Or they're doing the first Muppet live show in Antarctica, and they get stuck in the Arctic, uh, base by themselves, and people start going crazy, like, in the thing, and people start m- going missing. Um, and the, all the cameos are, like, actually, like, scientists and stuff who are already up in the Arctic. Um, like, Bruce Campbell could be, like, the head scientist. Mm-hmm. The only people actually going crazy is, like, uh, Jim Henson, Frank Oz. Yes. Like, what if the Muppets started talking to their puppeteers? Ooh, that would be very like Lovecraftian <laughs> and very meta too. That's those are our meta jokes. Um, the the reoccurring joke could be about having a hand in them too. <clears throat> be like, what's inside <laughs> you? Like, oh, it's just the hand. It's just. Um. All right. So we got. Uh... So what's the heart? What's the heartfelt message of the Muppets of Madness? The thing slash Lovecraftian remake. Maybe it is trust yourself. Trust yourself, or it might even still be the same. Like, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to. But, like, they're going here to make a comeback or make a show or whatever. Like, maybe they still do that. It's just, it's a smaller cast. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel like Alice Cooper has to make a cameo, too. He's just up there for some reason. Perfect. Um... Maybe yeah. Ozzy. <laughs> yes. Ozzy's up there too. Um the music. Um obviously I'm not a small songsmith. It's just like eighties hair metal. Yes, absolutely. Ozzy, Alice, Molly Crew. Fucking... Teeth and Electric Mayhem are no longer the like weird not weird, but like the psychedelic band they are. Now they're like moved on to the eighties hair metal. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Also, I feel like Dr. Tooth and Electric Mayhem, like, they're probably the first to go. Because I think it'd be really <laughs> funny. Maybe Animal's the one bursting out of people's chest. <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, it's just Animal over and over again. Maybe maybe that's the infection, it's just Animals. Just like a bunch, like in Aliens, <laughs> we're bringing a bunch of movies in together. Bringing a bunch of movies in now. It's just a bunch of Animal. Oh, I love it. There's an Animal Hive, kind of like in Aliens. There's a bunch of eggs that just hatch. There's <laughs> just a bunch of a- animals. Hell yeah. Um, I think that's a good Muppet movie. We are actually getting the next Muppet thing is the Muppet uh, Haunted Mansion. So nice. we are getting an example of a horror Muppet film. Uh, this is like really the first Disney-ish thing. Quote unquote from. horror. Yeah, quote unquote family. It is the Muppets. Horror. It is the Muppets. That is true. They are no longer the Muppets. Sex and violence. They're they're much more chill. They are Disney's the Muppets. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else to add to that? I don't think so. I just I you know I, I'm I'm really I'm glad you picked this movie. Hell yeah. 
I didn't know how I was going to feel about it when you said it, and yeah. after I watched it, I'm I'm glad that you picked it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's good. It was it was kind of a nice like refresher after watching Nightcrawler, and there will be blood. Yeah, it, it was a good palate Maybe cleanse. Not, yeah, and uh, I so think. What are we watching next week? I was gonna say I think I'll keep us on the same track. Hell yeah. Um, you picked something that was influential on your childhood or whatever, and uh, yeah. I don't know about. I don't know if this one's influential, but we're going to watch James and the Giant Peach, because... Hell yeah, that movie scared me as a kid. I'm excited. I love it. It's cool. It's from my childhood. It's Tim yes. Burton. It's it's animation. It's, it's a that lot of things. scared me as a kid. I'm excited to watch it again. It's really cool. I just I... remember it so much when I was a kid. It's Yeah, I watched fun. it a decent amount as a kid, too. Um... I'm excited. I haven't act- actually not watched it since I have been a kid. So nice. It's on. It's on Disney Plus, right? I'm about to check right now. I believe it is, and it looks like there might have been a show or something. But is it? Yeah, I'm excited. I. Uh... There she goes, James and the Giant Peach. Yep. Yeah, I I did not know what movie to pick until about ten minutes ago. Nice. I'm excited. Um... I think it's a good pick. It's a good, uh, definitely a good, um, good mash of like the Muppets and James the Giant Peach. Yeah, it's almost like the Muppets horror. <laughs> it really is. I'm tr- can't wait to remind remember why I was so terrified of that movie. That was a good. Probably their beady little eyes. Probably and probably like the crazy like stop motion. <laughs> um. Uh... All right, cool. well, that was Ruining Movies, everyone. That was the Muppet Movie uh, episode, and I can tell you this. This is not the last time we're going to be covering a Muppet Movie, because come December, we're going to be watching Christmas Carol. I'm promising you that. Promising everyone that. there. Promising that now. God. So wait, uh, does that mean I have to think about holiday-themed films, too? Not really. Like Pro- we probably we probably should watch Christmas films around December. You know, yeah. and ho- We probably should make October, like, horror movies. That's not a bad idea. Makes sense. Uh, those are really the only two months I can think where we should be watching specific films. Other July, really... we just gotta watch some good old boys Gosh, doing watch... America things. Oh god, if you make me watch Top Gun, I'm gonna be very Wet upset. Hot American Summer. <laughs> I'll watch Gun. that any day. <laughs> uh, what is that I'll... one? Um, Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp is also... Oh, I... Slashers, yes. I like Sleepaway Camp. Summer of Slasher Flicks. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get some plugs and get out of here and play some video games. Uh, so, Shane, start us off. You can catch me live at twitch.tv slash bringtheshane. And all my other social medias are pretty much the same and can be found at my Twitter, which is the Shane Train. Hell yeah. We'll see you around, everybody. Come yeah. play games with us. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash farmgoat if you're watching me now. Hello. Thank you for watching us. Um, you can find uh, all my gameplay videos at Farm Goat Plays on YouTube. You can go to uh, Farm Goat Says for a little, uh, more movie reviews. Um, Shane and I have another podcast called Survival Check, which is a Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition unofficial guide to the Monster Manual. Uh, of that edition, uh, it is fun. It is funny. Uh, we are about to record the Cockatrice episode this week. Um, uh, what? The Cockatrice. That's what um, I thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's uh, honestly, it's pretty funny um, and informational, informal. It's edutainment, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so go check that out. 
And yeah, I, all my social media stuff is pretty much at FarmGoat. And I can't really think of anything else. We're going to keep plugs on my side pretty late right now. Um, and yeah, after rooting movies, we always play games. So come check that out. What are we playing tonight, Shane? Um, I mean, probably Valorant. We're playing Valorant. Or, right. I mean, we could do we could do that or like Hypixel or something. I'm cool with whatever. Um, I like Valorant. Let's play Valorant then. All right, so yeah, if you want to play games with us after we record Ruining Movies, come check that out. Um, we record Ruining Movies at 6 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, and then we usually play are playing games by like 8.30 and play till 10. So it's always good. It's always a good time. Um, yeah. That's it. We'll see you guys that's next week. That's a whole week. podcast, everybody. That's, that's a podcast. That's the podcast. <laughs> uh, next week, we're talking about James and the Giant Peach. Bye, everyone. Sayonara. Me, 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 me.